you are the master of your reality. This is even more true in relation to the government. Democracy doesn't just happen. It takes participation. Governments need participation and feedback from their citizens. Join Rob Hutchinson for Dear Parliament, where you get to understand the issues and engage directly with government. Dear Parliament is every Wednesday at midday, only on 101.9 High FM. On the line with us, we have Dr. Hrunewald, who is the leader of the Freedom Front Plus, and who also sits on the committee, uh, the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Police. And yesterday, uh, let me say, interrogated Major General Edward Ngorka, the head of police's National Forensic Science Laboratories, on the backlog of DNA cases and the imminent failure of the criminal justice system. Dr. Grunewald. Good day. How are you? Good afternoon, uh, Rob. Uh, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, and uh, I hope it's well with you as well. Absolutely great. It could be a lot better after hearing the news and, and watching the Portfolio Committee yesterday, which has raised some rather disturbing questions around the uh, inability, in my opinion, to fight, to fight GBV and related matters. You raised some rather concerning issues in, in that meeting directly with, with the, with the Major General. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about what, what that was and, and what's going on there? Oh, Rob, as you said, uh, disturbing it uh, surely is. What it is about is that it is about DNA uh, tests. And just to give a perspective on that, I mean, specifically when we talk about gender-based violence, you know that the president started uh, a special campaign already last year, uh, actually started in 2019, where they said as government and he as president of South Africa uh, will focus and make it a priority uh, to fight any crime as far as gender-based violence is concerned. Now the problem is, specifically when we talk about uh, GBV, uh, that is where DNA tests uh, play a vital role. And what has been established, of course, is now that if you go to the forensics, that besides the fact that they have a backlog, uh, yesterday it was mentioned, we're talking about round figures of 173,000 cases. A backlog of that. I mean, uh, if you read the newspapers, you will see mothers, women complaining. Uh, there's a specific case of a two-year-old baby that has been raped. It's more than a year ago, still waiting for the DNA tests. Uh, we've heard about a young woman has been raped by an uncle more than a year, waiting for DNA tests and the accused are walking freely around, the young lady is afraid to just go out of the houses. That, that's the reality. And therefore, the question is, why are there such a backlog and other problems with forensics? Now, which also plays a very important role in the DNA system and forensics, and we refer to that as the tracking system. Because you must know exactly, because that is 
uh, essential in any court case. Because we must remember that people who are accused of crime, they get, uh, or some of them get very good uh, attorneys or legal representatives, and uh, they are asking questions, and then you must ensure that you have a watertight case, and part of that is the tracking system of the DNA test, besides the fact that the question still arises that after a year, what is the credibility of such a DNA test? And if we're talking of, of a 170,000 backlog, how many years uh, is it going to take to come up to date? And I say that is an injustice to specifically the victims of uh, gender-based violence. But I think we have to put it in perspective. Mm. There's a company, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say companies on the air, but uh, who <laughs> you have, can. I may, so the, the DFA, there's a DFA company uh, that, for instance, supplied the system. It's an IT system, uh, a credible system. And to make a very long story short, that there were some allegations about that it was uh, overvalued and everything and the price uh, was too high. What then happened is that Treasury of the government made a value assessment of this tender from uh, DFA and they found actually that the company's uh, price was actually undervalued and about 160 million. So the company was more than in the limits of the tender price. And then in January 2020 already, there was an agreement between the government and the National Treasury and the South African Police Services as well as CETA that they will continue. And then there was an agreement. And then suddenly the police and everybody decided they're not going to continue. In fact, National Treasury went so far to ring things the price or the tender, the contract price, so that they can start the system. Now it's quite clear that we have to deal with politics now. It's a political issue between the Minister of Police, the Commissioner of Police, National mm -hmm. Treasury on one side, and because of poor politics, uh, the people of South Africa have to pay the price. And I say that is an injustice, not only to gender-based violence victims, but actually for all people in South Africa, law-abiding citizens, because there may be other issues where you also need, uh, for murder instance, you also need to be a test uh, or evidence. Mm. And all cases are jeopardized. And as I always say, no justice has nothing else than an injustice. Absolutely correct, Doctor. Yeah, we're going to take a, a quick break and then we'll come back to, to Dr. Rundewald to give us more insights into what this uh, compromise system is and the 
dramatic effects it could possibly have right after the break. You are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson because democracy doesn't just happen. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. We're chatting about gender-based violence and the problems in the legislation. And on the line, we're continuing with Dr. Grunewald from the Head Freedom Front Plus. Dr. Grunewald, you mentioned um, the chain of custody and the system which holds not just the DNA evidence, but all the evidence around all cases being um, switched off and problems surrounding that and an easy solution. What is what is the system and how vital is it to the criminal justice system in South Africa? Well, it's, it's uh, very uh, vital to that because, I mean, we have a specific case. Uh, if people may be reminded, there was a farmer in the hot water area. It's in uh, the Northern Cape area. And in the Mafeking High Court, the attorney for the accused now are asking uh, about the tracking system uh, of the DNA test. The fact of the matter is, and that is also further disturbing that was mentioned yesterday in the portfolio committee, is that the police say they're going to develop their own tracking system now. And it is uh, manually operated at this moment. Now, with great respect, uh, lawyers would tell you, uh, for a defending lawyer, that is uh, a feast. Because the moment you have manually operated systems, you can actually, to put it very uh, dramatic in a certain sense, you can call each and everyone who, who dealt with that uh, tracking uh, manually uh, for evidence. So it's really undermining the system, uh, the chances for an accused, or a criminal then, for that sake, uh, to get away with it, is increasing very high, let's say 80-90%, just because of the lack of a proper, credible tracking system. And that is undermining the whole criminal justice system. Sure. And I mean, in a democracy, as you said, and we must remember, South Africa became a constitutional democracy, and if we as a constitutional democracy cannot protect our law-abiding citizens, and if a crime has been committed, allows that criminals can get away, then I say that that is an injustice. Let's take, for instance, uh, GDG cases. Uh, it is said that we're talking about only 7.5%, more or less, only 7.5% of those cases are successfully went through our courts where there was a successful conviction. Now imagine yeah. yourself, 7.5%, let's make it 8%. That means that a offender in a gender-based violence act has a 92% chance of getting away with it. You're absolutely that is, right. That's, that's the a, reality. 
That is the that is the horrific reality. Dr. Grunewald, I thank you so much for, for your time and revealing revealing what is very concerning times ahead of us and uh, we will definitely approach this matter again and chat to you soon. Thank you, well, Dr. That's, and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Dr. Grunewald.